Hi folks and welcome to another episode of the Franchise Entrepreneur. And right, okay, so today is Tuesday the 28th and obviously yesterday was a big announcement from the government again. Well, in fact, I'm not even sure it was a big announcement. It kind of just was slipped in there a little bit that they are now doing the 100% guarantees on small business loans. Um, which were obviously at 80% prior to that. But they've now come up with a, a new one because obviously banks are not hitting the, the right um, kind of businesses and releasing enough cash basically for small businesses. The process was too complicated, too much uh, information was required and it also had to meet the bank's criterias for lending as well. That's all been taken out of the equation now. The government have stepped in, which which is good that they've done it because small businesses in particular really need this money and need it quickly and from what I understand it's basically now the government are 100% guaranteeing these loans it's a simplified application form that you can do online it looks like it's it's something like a page long it doesn't look like it's going to be um, requiring a lot of backup information so it's almost like self-certify what your turnover is and that you can afford to pay the loans back etc it's limited to 50 grand or 25% of your your turnover I'm not sure what is the category for a small business you know whether it's it's a turnover of two and a half million or, or whatever that hasn't been clear but I think it's probably going to touch you know it's probably going to help most of us anyway I'm assuming that it's open for every small business. So if you own multiple companies, if you fit that criteria, you'll be able to put in multiple applications. So that could be very beneficial. You know, for me, for example, I've got multiple companies that should all fit into that kind of small small company um, category. So, you know, if I can get 50 grand for each of those, then, you know, very, very helpful on top of all the additional help that we've had anyway. These are capital-free payments for the first year, similar to exactly the same as the previous um, loans. And uh, interest rates, don't know, but if they're similar to the ones that were, you know, the banks were were offering previously, I think the one that I was offered was 4% above government base rate. So I guess that's probably around 5 maximum 6%. So you have to make a decision, you know, if you're sitting here and wondering whether you want to take on a loan in order to keep your business afloat or to pay your normal operational costs, you've got to bear bear in mind that, yes, it is still a loan. Yes, it's guaranteed by the government, but you, you are still the first port of call in terms of paying those loans back. You still have to, you know, you're still responsible for them. It's only in the eventuality that you, you you are unable to pay it back that they would come to the government to pay the guarantee on it. But the question is this, I guess, you know, from my perspective, if I'm looking at my business, I'm not sure whether I need that money. But would I rather have it there as a backup, knowing that one, I'm not paying the capital back for 12 months? A lot can happen in 12 months in terms of the business yeah that's let's be clear no one's an expert on this virus so you know 
when we reopen, will there be another lockdown? What restrictions will be in place? What kind of cash burn are we going to uh, experience in our business? Would I rather have the money in my bank and know that it's a very easy application form? I'm not paying the capital back for 12 months and I've got a pretty reasonably good interest rate on the loan as well. I mean, I don't know if any of you have ever tried to get money out of the bank prior to this. It's virtually impossible. So, you know, this is potentially your one and only time to take advantage of uh, an opportunity to borrow cheap money. So even if you didn't use the money and you were only paying maybe 5 or 6% interest on it in your year's time, you could potentially invest it into other areas of your business or other opportunities and you're only looking to get a return of 6% plus in order to pay for for the loan so you have to think well there's a very limited risk here my view is I'm going to do it because the benefits far and away outweigh the negatives and there is a big big unknown in terms of opening up our, our restaurants again which I'm going to come to now so this first part was just really about the the loans, but it's very much linked to the next part that I'm going to talk to you about. And that is what what comes next in terms of you opening up your restaurant, cafe, coffee bar, whatever it is in F&B. Now, I have 20 odd stores. Some of them are franchised. Most, you know, a lot of them are owned by us as well. Some of those are in hibernation at the moment, and some of them are purely operating on a delivery basis. We are working, or I am working, and my team are working on the basis that we believe that we will be able to open up our stores gradually from around about mid-May. Now, of course, furloughing goes on until the end of June. Now, from my perspective, apart from the, the initial shock and rush of of what happened in terms of the lockdown. We've actually had it relatively comfortable. Now, obviously, I caveat that in, in terms of, you know, as comfortable as it could be, but most of our costs have been switched off. You know, the government are covering a lot of our wages in terms of the furloughing. Uh, business rates have been stopped. We've had our grants through now. Hopefully, you've all had your grants through, um, if, if you were due then. And... Even the landlords have not been chasing us on, on rents and, and most of them have been, eventually, have come round to being reasonably uh, reasonable. I say most, not all. But, you know, the pressure has been taken off to a certain degree and we've managed to keep a few of our stores open through deliveries and pushing a bit of cash around the business. The big issue, and I think this is the big one for all of us, is that we've kind of now been through this hibernation period. And now we're all focusing on, well, how do we reopen our stores safely? Because the reality is the government are going to insist on social distancing. Now, we don't know what that's going to look like, but if we make the assumption that they still want us to keep the two-metre distance between each, um, each customer, each member of public, even in my business, which is relatively, I would say, recession-proof as far as it can be because we're a quick-service restaurant and they tend to do really well in, in these kind of economic situations. The big difference between the 2008 and today's recession is the social distancing. 
take that social distancing out of the equation and my stores will fly and my franchising will fly absolutely 100%. Put the social distancing in there and meeting that requirement means that I can only get X amount of customers within each of my stores and that will vary depending on the size of the store and taking into account uh, obviously delivery pickups and things like that as well. How do you comply with that and still make money out of your stores? And that will be very, very difficult. And for restaurants, probably even more difficult, especially the smaller ones. You know, most restaurants can't survive on a 50% drop in in revenue, certainly not in the medium to long term. So what we are going through at the moment is is a f- financially mapping out each individual store. And that's what I would advise you to do if you've if you've got one store, two, three, multiple, doesn't matter. You've got to do the same for each individual store because you're going to have to work out your expected revenue. You pretty much know what your overheads are going to be because they're not going to have changed. You may now have a little bit of a pot of cash in, in your business because you've got grants. Maybe you've got these loans, which, as I said, you know, this is why I, I talked about the loans to start with. You need to build up some cash because there's a, there's a thing called cash burn. And for those of you that don't know what it is, I'm just going to assume that you don't, but it's pretty basic. Basically, it's how much cash you're going to be burning um, whilst operating and how much you're going to be eating into any savings that you have. If you've got multiple stores, it may not be viable for you to keep some of those stores open because the cash burn is just too great. It's actually more cost effective for you to keep that store closed and go through less cash than it would be for you to open. And I've got one or two of those. You know, I haven't finished our financial mapping of each of our stores. But in order to financially map my store out, I have to physically map the the actual floor print of the store so I can work out how many customers I can get into that store safely and and meet the compliance of the two meter gap between each customer how the flow of that customer is going to work so how they work around the store from the moment they walk in to the moment they the order is taken how long the food will take to be cooked where they're going to be waiting when the next customer can then go to the counter and order but also the first customer has to come back and then pick up his food so I have to do all of that whilst maintaining um, the two meter gap. Plus at the same time, if we're doing deliveries, I've also then got to have another section where the delivery driver can come in safely, pick up the food and leave. Now, whereas I might normally have got 20, 30 people into a store waiting, ordering, you know, hanging around, sitting around, waiting for their orders. The reality is, is that probably in most of my stores with probably a maximum we're going to get into them is maybe four, five on some of our bigger stores, which obviously at lunchtime when you're trying to turn over and we're a quick service restaurant and that's where you make your money in those lunch periods. If you're only able to turn over, you know, a quarter of the customers that you would previously do, if people are not going to be queuing outside our walk and goes, they're just going to go to the next one, uh, the next store and see whether the queue is less in that one. So it will have an impact. The unknown is how much of an impact, and that's the, try and, that's the figure that we're trying to work out at the moment. 
and we have to do it by store, store by store by store. Another consideration is is that obviously some of the stores that we've got at the moment are are a hundred percent delivery. They've moved to a hundred percent delivery, and and they're turning over some good figures. However, with more and more um, restaurants opening up, those deliveries are all most inevitably going to start decreasing as the competition grows and they will eventually probably settle at close to where they were originally maybe a little bit more a little bit higher so we can't even rely on those kind of figures in terms of the expectation on deliveries so there's a lot of considerations to be taken on board you can't simply just go oh right i'm doing 10 grand on deliveries therefore i'm going to bolt on another five grand on walk-ins it's not going to happen that way the more competition that opens up the deliveries will come down we're guessing at what the walk-ins are going to be you have to model where you were before and i think probably base it on losing around anywhere between 20 and 50 percent of your revenue because of the social distancing you know i'm i'm in a lot of networking forums on food and beverage and the consensus seems to be anywhere between 20 and 50 percent reduction in in your revenue sales so if you work on a worst case scenario or you work on at least 20 percent down you can then work out how much revenue i need to cover my basic overheads taking into account you're not paying business rates anymore you know, for, for 12 months anyway, and what the cash burn is likely to be. Now, some of our stores are going to still make some money, but not a lot. Others are probably going to break even, and that's got to be our aim at the very least to try and break even. But there's also some stores, as I've mentioned before, that we're likely to mothball, particularly ones that are, that are university uh, student uh, reliant because those students are not there at the moment and they're not going to come back until the next term so there's a good chance that those may require mothballing um, for a period of time but there'd be a cash burn there because even if you mothball a, a store you're still having to pay some of the overheads it's just the reality is is that those overheads are less than having to keep that store open and pay wages etc on so a lot of considerations there the cash burn, you need to look at the realities of this and say, well, if we can't make money, can we break even? And if we can't break even, what can we do to minimize the losses over a period of time? And how long is that sustainable with the cash that we've got available to us? So if you've got £200,000 in your bank and that is your your cash and you've got businesses that are going to lose maybe £10,000 a month. You know you've got just under a year before you get to a point where you run out of cash. At that point, you've got to hope that all these restrictions are over and you're able to get back to normal trading circumstances. If you don't have any cash to burn, then you've got, you know, that's the problem that you've got. If you're an individual business, so you're working in it, you've only got the one store, you've got some flexibility in that maybe you can cut your your wages, etc., in order for you to keep that store open. If you've got multiple ones, then it becomes a bit more difficult. 
So, you know, that's that's where I am at the moment. We're mapping out our financial map as well as our actual physical um, map of the customer flow within each individual store. And we have to do that in order to safely open up the stores to the public, which we should probably have both done by the end of this week and then be in a position to actually then go, right, okay, these are the stores that we're going to open up first and have a gradual plan to open those. Remembering this, though, people, that the government are furloughing and guaranteeing a furlough until the end of June. So you have that period where you could just say, well, okay, I'm not going to open up my stores until the end of that because they're covering all of my my wage costs. But the big question is, what does the government do to help after that period? I think there's only going to be very, very limited help after that because I think what they've done up to now is pretty generous, to be honest with you, especially with this last loan that they've they've put out there. So this is the opportunity for you to build up some cash here. And I advise you to take it because you're going to need it. Um, but what help can you expect after that? There is potentially a case and an argument that in certain sectors and industries, particularly within the food and beverage, you know, pubs, etc., where there is a, a lobbying for the government to extend the furloughing. I don't think that's going to happen because I just don't think the government or the country can afford for that to happen. I think they are desperate for businesses to get back to, to work over that period, but in a safe way. The most that you might be able to expect from them at that point is that they may give you an extension on furloughing, but different. Um, so they won't guarantee 80% of the wages. They might incrementally reduce it to soften the blow. Um, so it might reduce to 50%, 30%, you know, etc. over a period of time. But, you know, that's the unknown. I don't think you can rely on the government to do anything more for us. So what we've got is what we've got. You've, you can plan around that and that's where you should be building your strategy. That's what I'm doing. The announcement yesterday was just a bonus, really. Um, we hadn't factored that in, assuming that we can put applications in for, for all of the companies. That's what we're going to do, whether, whether I feel that we need it in every individual company or not. I would rather have it there because, you know, in, in a few months time, they might take away that option and then you might regret not having done it. And I don't want to be in that position. So that's my plan for for my business over the next couple of weeks, making sure that we are planning and getting ready to to open as many of our stores as we possibly can, but in a viable way. There's no point in me opening up stores and, and losing significant amounts of money and burning too much cash. You know, I have to weigh up the cash burn and that's really, really important. So that's your big point. How much cash are you going to go through? And if you can break even or still make some money, then great. But if you're going to lose money, you need to know how much money you're going to lose and how long you can sustain that for. So look, I hope that's um, been of interest to you um i hope it's helpful next franchise entrepreneur podcast will be on released on friday not sure what the subject's going to be at that point because we're in a very fast moving world at the moment and uh, i will probably change my mind on that probably three or four times before friday so take care stay safe and i hope you um 
I hope everything's going all right for you. And, you know, please take note of these loans. If you're a small business, these could be um, a game changer for you. But please, please start planning out your, your cash burn because most of us will burn cash over this period. So take care of yourselves. Speak to you again soon. Bye.